Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our finale week exit interviews part one. Why that is, I will now explain. Obviously, extreme spoilers are about to follow. I am giving you like three seconds to get the hell out of here before I tell you who won Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains. But yes, I'm going to have the winner chat on this exit interview podcast with, again, spoiler alert, Liz, who won the season. Congratulations to Liz. And I also have George. So you'll hear Liz and then George in this exit interview. Then I'm going to do a part two a little later in the week because my interviews with Matt and Jerry have been scheduled later. I didn't want to hold this back. Have you miss out on Liz and George content because I'm not a monster. So I thought, let's put this out. And then whenever I can get to George and Matt, who I'm really excited to talk to as well, we're going to put that out hopefully in the next day or two. So really hope that you enjoy these exit interviews and part two and talking tribal is out. We had a really fancy final talking tribal which was super fun then there's going to be a recap with mike bloom then there's going to be a check-in with rob the deep dives are starting this weekend guys it's really it's not over i know it feels like the season ended because we all watched the finale but absolutely we are still going with a lot of coverage and i hope to do a lot of deep dives and really just keep the fun happening for a while and then sleep 
for a long time after that. But until then, there is all this content. Thank you for checking it out. Hopefully the first of many podcasts of mine you will check out this weekend. Enjoy the exit interviews for part one of the finale week, and I will see you on the other side. Hey, Liz. Congratulations. You won Survivor. That's amazing. Muscle Tom. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I have so many questions. I'd love if you have an opportunity after the season to have a longer conversation with you about it if you're ever free. But so many questions about your game to get through in this short interview. I'd love to know what the plan was with George. You know, like if if Nina stays at the final five and Matt goes home, what had been your plan for the end game? Look, I feel like my game was always solid and the same the whole way through. I attacked it with taking one day at a time and staying true to myself and I wouldn't have changed that whether it was George or Nina um and getting to the end I would have just hoped that my game was strong enough and my pitch was strong enough which I think last night proved and showed that my pitch was solid because it got me sole survivor so would you have wanted to sit like at the end with George were you always planning to cut him at the final immunity challenge or what was your thinking going forward Oh, I think ever since the Shawnee vote off, it was my mission to get rid of George. Um, and as the game progressed, I realized more and more how strong he was in the game. So I thought if I'm sitting next to this guy at the end, it's going to be really hard to beat him because I would vote for him and his incredible gameplay. So I knew that if I wanted to sniff, I had to get rid of George. For sure. I mean, did you guys, what, what were you thinking in terms of final two or final three? Because I feel like we commentating on it, I was confused. I did because it was a final three last time. It looked like it was going to be a final two. Was there much discussion or like a group consensus of what you thought it would be? Um, I'm, if my memory is correct, I think we thought it would be a final two. So in that second last challenge, when Jonathan, Jonathan said it's a three, we were all quite stunned. But for me, like, like I said earlier, I just took each day as it came and I thought, and I thought, right, whether it's a three or it's a two, I'm still doing what I'm doing and that doesn't change. Was there much of a relationship that you had with Matt and Jerry? Because we see you kind of put in the same place where Simon's calling you pawns. You're both working for George, but it kind of felt like you were like separate families for him, like on on either side. Did you talk to them much about, because it seems like Matt also had a similar plan, like take George out at the end. Was that conversations you were having or was just like this internal thing that happened to line up really well? Um, it was more internal for me, I'll say. I definitely wanted to keep that to myself because I knew if I told the wrong people and the word got back to George that he would wipe me out quicker than I could wipe him out. So I had to be really careful with who I told. But I had a great relationship with Matt and Jerry and they're great players. Um, obviously, my relationship with George was slightly stronger and I was also kind of monitoring and keeping relationships away from that alliance. So it wasn't as strong as George's relationship with them, um, but they were still a part of my alliance and we still played a really great game together. Yeah, what had been your um, intention going into that final tribal council? Because we saw you had like a really strong um, pitch the whole time and that you spoke to your game, I think, with like a lot of clarity and a lot of specific examples. Did you have like a couple of things you wanted to hit or what was your like intention going into that of, of what you wanted to say? Yeah, going into the final tribal with my pitch, I just wanted to really be precise and I just wanted to hit dot points as to what I'd done because I feel like everyone wants half a million dollars. So going into the final pitch and saying, oh, I need the money, I think that's a bit, 
you know, like questionable. So I wanted to go in with my game, with what I'd done, and I feel like I executed it quite well, even though I was just so nervous. Like I couldn't even tell you what I said because it was just like so overwhelming. But thankfully, I think I pulled it off and I got the votes. The way that we saw it on TV, it really looked like, you know, you you all started pretty strong, but you kept building in that strength and Matt was getting a little bit tripped up and started kind of becoming like a little bit more withdrawn by the way the jury was reacting to him. From what you do remember, even in how overwhelming it was, was that kind of how you remember it? Do you remember it starting to shift a little bit or do you feel like you were always, you know, on a better track there? Yeah, I definitely felt like while we were out there and I gave my pitch and then it came to questions, I felt like Matt was starting to feel the pressure a bit. Thankfully, I didn't get too many hard-hitting questions and the ones that I did get, I had answers to. So I felt comfortable with my pitch and my game, whereas perhaps Matt was still a bit uncertain as to what he had done. So he was feeling the pressure a bit more, but he gave, he gave a great pitch nonetheless. And yeah, he played an amazing game. So were there any votes that you thought might be tricky? Obviously you try to vote Simon off the jury the night before, and then he votes for you. Poor Simon, you know, everyone's underestimating him all the time. But were there anyone that you were like, you felt you were really sure to get? And then, you know, with Shawnee off the jury on the, then other people that you were more worried about getting as jury votes? Yeah, I I think I felt I was sure to get Nina and Flick and Sam. They were the three that I was quite comfortable and I knew that they'd vote for me. Um, Everyone else was a bonus. I mean, the fact that Simon voted for me is so generous and so kind and that just goes to show what a great player he is because the fact that he lasted as long as he did, being on the bottom, is just outstanding. And, yeah, I'm so grateful for his vote and everyone's vote. Why did you feel so confident in Flick? I mean, when we had seen it, um, obviously she probably owed you a little bit after you were, you know, going to stick your neck out for her and she wasn't reciprocating it. Um, Was that why you saw it or was there more like that relationship kind of stood through the fact that it didn't work out strategically that you thought you could really count on her vote? I think a bit of both. I think that we had a genuine relationship and a great connection and I think that definitely plays into the final vote, whether you like it or not. You know, if you are kind to people, they will want to give you half a million dollars. If you're not, they won't. Um, And also I feel like my gameplay towards Flick, you know, I almost played my idol for her and that speaks volumes. So I think those gestures as well came into play when she voted for me at the end. And then what about Nina? Like when I spoke to her, she talked about like how close you guys were and how you had a really good relationship. I think it was it was interesting because you often weren't on the same side. She's part of like the Shawnee vote as well as an example in terms of that possible revenge tour. And you do you you vote her out um, last minute at tribal council to isolation. But then when she comes back, you really feel like she's a key part of your game. So where did you see working with her and her being a part of your end game? I mean, I felt like the women were getting plucked off quite quickly post-merge. So it was really important to me to have females around in the end game. Um, Nina and I also formed a really great genuine bond and she's an awesome chick and, you know, took her to the spa reward and we formed the Jacuzzi Alliance and I really wanted to go to the end with Nina just because I think she's an awesome girl and, you know, I would be so happy and proud if she won. Um, Unfortunately, George turned and got rid of her like George does but I mean we're still great friends and Nina is a really great player. 
So had that been your ideal? If, it, if Nina stays around and it's a final two, do you want to sit there? Obviously not with George, as you said, but like Nina over, over Jerry, would that have been your intention? Uh, look, for the girls, yes. But I think sitting with Nina would have been really difficult because the jury was stacked with original heroes and Nina was loved by everyone. So I feel like sitting at the end of Nina would have been really tough. I think had I been sitting at the end with Jerry, I might have been in a stronger position. So it's kind of that point towards the end of the game where it's like, yeah, I really like you and I want this for you, but I might have to cut you to put myself first. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's obviously true with George as well. And I think a lot of people see it as, you know, George not going with your side at the final five. That might have been game losing. Obviously, he loses with the trajectory that he went through. But it's sounding like George never had a shot. Like, you were coming for him regardless. And you were, like, even in a final three, you were, were you you were taking him out at four regardless. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, after George... Sorry, after George got shunny, it was definitely on yeah. my agenda that I had to get George back. Um, so it was always the case of the timing because with a player like George, if you don't execute that correctly, you're toast. And I knew that that was my moment because I was safe to strike on George and I knew that Matt and Jerry would follow suit because they also know that sitting with a player like George at the end, it would be really difficult. Yeah, I'd love to hear about that really sad time when you lost Shawnee. And I feel that like you represented the, you know, social media contingent and like that's how everyone would feel if they were to lose Shawnee as well. So I felt like it really tracked how upset you were in that. What was that like? Like to go from that and she's really been like a sister to you out there and then she's taken out of the game and it's so pivotal in your thinking. Can you just talk through like how you're looking at the rest of your game and what that moment was like for you? Yeah, I feel like meeting Shani on the game was just such a blessing for me. I feel like we formed a really close relationship and Shani taught me so much about the game of Survivor um, and she was so willing to teach me, which is just so beautiful of her. And I think losing Shani really opened up my eyes to the fact that I need to play this game for me now and I feel like the time I had with Shani really helped me grow as a player. And then when Shani departed, it was kind of my time now to step up and be that player I knew I could be and push through and stay strong. Yeah, there are so many parts of your game that, again, I'd love to talk to you about when we have a little bit more time. But yeah. the swap, I think, was a huge one for you because you get separated away from the Spice Girls. Um, You find an idol. But it was a tricky position with Jordy there as well, trying to blow things up. And he goes for that. Um, Where do you think, like, where, where were you doing, like, some of your best work there? Like, we see you connect with you know, eventual, eventually people who will vote for you and someone like a Sam, as an example, um, where did you, where were you putting in that kind of work to really get through that swap in a strong way? Yeah. Swap was really tough for me. I feel like I was in an extremely vulnerable position. I was on the bottom and I was their target. So thankfully finding that idol really saved my ass there for a few votes. Um, and I think, after having a few really down days, I had to just pick myself up and think, right, if I'm going to move forward in this game, I need to get creative. I need to make relationships. I need to meet people because I'm like quite an introvert in real life. So it's, I find it quite challenging meeting new people. Like I'm happy with my friends and I leave yeah. it at that. So putting myself out there and getting to know these people was actually a really great move, not only for my game, but for me as 
a person and my personal development because, you know, I had to put myself out there and meet new people and I actually formed genuine friendships, which was really sweet. Yeah, how did that track through the game? Because as we see, it doesn't pan out at the merge. It's not going to happen with Flicker. That really doesn't work out. But as with, you know, like Nina, Sam, like that Nina relationship is always there. Those jury votes are there. Like, did you keep kind of like in touch? Like, hey, this should have worked out. It didn't, but we have this friendship and there was always kind of a, a connection there. Yeah, always. Like, I feel like the game is the game and then the real world is the real world. And I think it's really important to separate the two and to know the boundaries. And Nina and I are really great friends. We watched the finale last night together, which was so special. So, yeah, I I have so much respect for all the contestants and I'm so thankful to have formed so many great friendships from the game. I'd love to talk about George in that because we see like it is a really close bond. You say that he's like a brother to you. I'm not sure if that was gameplay or if it was real. You were together from like the very beginning until, you know, with, with those little fractures. Um, but like really in relationship, other than the swap, like every day with him, you know, the whole time, these multiple alliances, what was that connection like? Like how did it form? What, what kind of drew you to each other? And then how did it kind of play out from a relationship standpoint? Yeah, I feel like George and I just kind of, I don't know, we just came together early on at Villains and it was really organic and natural and I just thought George was hilarious and we have a similar sense of humour so we really connected on that level and then, you know, while you're out there you obviously have so much time to get to know people and George and I just really clicked and we're still really, really good friends and I love him to bits Um, and he is like a brother to me. That wasn't just gameplay but I feel like as the game progressed and our relationship kind of developed. It was really upsetting when he took Shani out, but I knew that that wasn't relationship, that was game. So I had to keep on kind of checking in with myself to make sure I wasn't getting swayed or emotional because at the end of the day, it's Survivor and everyone's got to put their best interests first. And I can respect that that was George's best interest for himself. I'd love to know as the winner, you know, a lot of it, it felt like we were being told George's story. And that's kind of how George is as a TV presence has been true across both seasons that you're going to get a lot of George. Um, and in some ways it kind of diminished the narrative we were getting from you. We didn't hear your viewpoint as much. Although I think that maybe because you're such a big character, I felt that even if we were getting little bits, we were really learning a lot about you. How do you feel about like the edit you got and the story? Do you feel that it was like it, it showed you, it showed enough of you? Or do you feel like there was more there as the winner to tell your story? Um, I'm really happy with my edit. I think I got portrayed really um, realistically to who I am as a person. I feel like, of course, everyone would love to have more airtime, but with a character like George, who literally runs the show, like, of course, he's going to get the airtime. And I love seeing George on the screen. He brings Survivor to life and he's such a personality and he just draws everyone in. So I'm happy with my time. I'm happy I won. I mean, I can't ask for anything more. And yeah, I'm just like so grateful for the whole journey. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted any more confessionals, it's fine. You can cry into your $500,000 check. So that I think will be, you know, a really great consolation. Um, but I, again, I feel like we really got to know you um, in, in a really strong way, which was awesome. A really big part of that was, as you talked about in Final Tribal Council, that individuality, how you would like go to bat for your own thoughts. And it's such a big dis- disagreement was the flick vote with George. And it was like the next day after that, that you and Shawnee were like, that's done. Um, so I'd love to hear about like your perspective on that. And were you like, were you really going to play an idol on Flake? Was that, was that really going to happen? And if so, how did it feel after that to find out she wasn't going to be, you know, loyal to you and you'd put yourself so much out there for her? 
Yeah, the whole flick thing was pretty tough. Um, I 100% was going to play my idol for her because I felt like we'd formed a really close bond and relationship and she was one of the girls and I wanted to get the girls through to the end. Um, When obviously that whole situation happened and then Flick went back to the OG heroes and the boys, it was quite disheartening um, and upsetting, but I think Flick realized her mistake and going back to the boys um she got voted off and I guess the rest is history but love flick to bits in the real world she's such a sweetie and I was actually at her wedding last weekend which was so nice yeah I saw those pictures I think that everyone was saying it was like you know a cultural moment flick's wedding I'm um, <laughs> watching like you and George dance like it felt like it should have been a special episode put into the season that unfortunately we yeah. didn't get but I, I love your perspective on, you know, doing it for the girls and you're the one who says to George that it's going to be a sausage fest and then you come through um, and win for, for the women. And that's such a great way to influence the stats. Doing it for the girls by winning is an amazing way to do that um, as a female player. So that is awesome. Um, I'd love to know what what your fandom was with the show before you played. Were you like a huge fan? Had you seen a lot of it? I know that when Shawnee made that alliance, she was like, I don't know if you've seen the show, but... I'm a, I'm a loyal ally. Like, did you know a lot of these players? Had you seen them play before? Yeah, so I'd watched most of the seasons of Australian Survivor from when I was a young girl. Like, I'd always been interested, always loved it. So that's why I wanted to go on the show. Um, I wouldn't say it was this crazy, overwhelming fandom I had because, like, these are just normal people and you have to just be normal. And like, it's not this like big, crazy, like, Oh my God, you're George. Oh my God, you're Shani. But I definitely love the show and I have so much more respect for it now as well after being on it and just seeing what goes into it and how challenging and just the whole production of it all. It's just incredible. Amazing. Well, I'd love to ask as a final question, how you feel about playing again, maybe not the best question to ask after 47 days. Um, out on an island, but is that something that you would be interested in? Yes, definitely. I think I just need a little bit of time at home just to chill and enjoy this moment, but it's definitely something I would consider in the future. If Survivor would love to have me back, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Well, I think we'd all love to see it. Thank you so much, Liz. And yeah, if you have any time after the season, I think George might try to put us in touch. I'd love to have a longer yes. discussion and talk through your of game course. vote by vote and really see your perspective into everything. Again, I feel like I love the story, but I want I want even more. So thank you so much. Congratulations again. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. George, welcome to the exit interview. I'm so upset that it's not the, the winning exit interview, but in many ways, I feel that it is. I feel like we, we watched your season. And now we're going to briefly talk about it. And then in a few days time, we'll talk about it for many more hours than that. But how are you? I am uh, pretty good, Shannon. I'm so proud of everything that happened in Samoa. I uh, walked in there telling myself glory or death was going to be the strategy. It was absolutely uh, glorious. I've loved seeing the acclaim that this season has had, um, not only just throughout Australia, but throughout the world. And um, I, I feel fantastic about everything. Yeah, glory or death as a strategic mantra. I feel like, you know, that would need some specifics. It's pretty broad. Um, it's very dramatic, <laughs> but it worked for you. It worked. It worked. It was glorious. Yeah, I've got so many questions. Um, again, a lot of them we'll get to in what will be a very long deep dive. I think people are already taking bets on will we break the deep dive record. I don't know that either we of us have time for it, but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk for a long time. But let's just get some like highlights through now because I'd love to especially talk through this end game. And this puzzle that I've been trying to crack for a long time, and I don't know that it was a crackable puzzle in hindsight. Did you have pathways where you felt like this was achievable for you, for you to get through to a final tribal council? Um, I I don't think I made a mistake in Samoa. The only thing that um, but arguably I, I shouldn't have done is I assumed it was the final two from the moment um, we merged at 12. So once um, David's not on the jury, the only sequence of events I see in my mind is a nine plus two. And um, if if I knew it was a final three, um, at that five vote, I do not vote off Nina. Um, under no circumstances would I have voted off Nina. Um, but I told myself um, if Jerry was unhappy, um, which he would have been. Um, it would have been. Um, uh, it, it would not have. I, I would have been guaranteed gone next um, if if it was a final two, um, because Nina, Liz, and Jerry all would have voted for me at the next move. So um, when Nina made it very clear that she was going to vote for the best player, um, I changed my mind to that tribal council. Um, I backed my original instinct, which was um, if I keep Jerry on side, I make it to a final three. Um, and then I knew what the equation was. I would, would have had to have beaten Matt in that final immunity challenge. Right. That was the puzzle was beating Matt in the challenge, which is hard. I mean, if it's a final three in, in terms of keeping Nina, you know, she said she might want, want you gone. I haven't spoken to Jerry yet. He would have been mad. Lizard said she she probably wants you gone. So that's a really hard road. Um, do you feel like what happens if Liz doesn't win the immunity challenge to get to a final three? Like what if Matt wins that's, it? That's very, that's very simple. If Matt wins immunity, I win half a million dollars. Do you Liz think goes so? home, 100%, 100%. Um, Liz goes home. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, the worst case scenario would have been um, Jerry and I vote for Liz. Liz and Matt vote for me. Yeah. Um, and I can make fire, not that quickly, but I've started fire before whilst Liz never has. Um, so um, I, I knew what was at stake at that final immunity challenge. Um, I knew Liz was voting for me. I knew Matt was voting for me. And um, 
it, it was basically when Liz won that necklace, I knew I was going to the jury bench that night. Yeah, it was kind of the worst of all worlds kind of colliding at once then for sure. I mean, in, in terms of your decision, what would have been the plan to keep Nina? Like, obviously, you're, you're worried about Jerry and that's why you switch. But what's the plan to a final two? Clearly, I've been thinking about this a lot. But what's the plan if Nina and then Liz and Jerry are there to try to get to a final two? The, the best thing for me would have been to actually vote off Jerry um, at four. And you would have had a final three of me, Nina and Liz. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not the kind of person that ruled out Nina's challenge um, threat at, at particularly endurance challenges. So um, we know how long Liz went. Um, she went about 12 minutes longer than I did. Um, but I, I told myself um, Liz would take me. Um, I probably would have taken Liz as a guarantee. Um, but Nina most definitely was not taking me um, to a final tribal council, which I knew as well. So um, it, it was a very kind of like tough line ball decision I made at the time. Um, but everything that I was factoring in was based on a final two. Um, unfortunately, I predicted the game wrong. Um, I didn't realize we would have another non-elimination leg. And um, it was fatal to my game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard either way. Like if that, if you go with take keeping Nina and then get through, like even then, like is Liz voting out Jerry? She seems to kind of want to be sitting with Jerry. Like I think that you're such a threat that not being able to rely as much on a challenge is just going to be really difficult all the way around. But I'm sure we'll talk it through in the deep dive from every permutation because I agree. I don't know that it's doing anything wrong. I just think all those pathways are hard because you have people you want you know, to take through, but then they kept turning on you. Like Haley, like that could have been, that could have been the gift to go through. And I feel like after that, it becomes extraordinarily difficult. In terms of your relationships, like with Matt and Jerry, because I feel like we saw a lot with Jerry. What was your relationship like with Matt? Matt and I um, actually formed a really good bond the very first night at Tribe Swap. We um, we didn't really sleep that night. We had a very fun night that night, um, doing lots of naughty things, to be honest with you, um, just as Survivor players, but we'll keep that for the deep dive. Um, and we ended up basically talking um, almost till sunrise, just about life, about each other. And um, that left a very good taste um, of Matt in my mouth, basically. Um, so I always, um, I, I always thought um, Matt's the kind of the person I would want to work with because he's a he's a stable game player. And then when when we when I started taking the hostages, um, uh, Ben was obviously the first one that had to go because he was so unreliable in the game. It was all over the shop. Um, and if if someone can't you know stand up for for what they believe in, I can't work with them. Um, and that was very clear with with Ben, lovely person in the real world, but in the game he probably was nothing like he is in real life. Um, and then when uh, both Flick and Matt are offering their services to me, um, you have that kind of crunch decision. And um, the, 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 the thing that was kind of like front and center for me was um, obviously Flick should have gone. And I've listened to all of your podcasts, Shannon, obviously Flick should have gone. Um, but unfortunately, Shawnee, um, you know, she just got completely outplayed by Flick. And no matter how many times I would say to Shawnee, what is the reason you want to keep Flick? All that she would say back to me is, but I like Flick. And it's like, I like Flick too. I went to Flick's wedding last week. Um, but like, like, like I, I, I then had this kind of like crunch point where I was like, right, Matt has taken his own time to offer his loyalty to, to Jerry and then to me. Um, and I know he'll be reliable. 
Um, and and that was what my instinct was saying about Matt from that very kind of first night. We we spoke all night. Um, and, and I was right about Matt. And sacrificing Stevie, who would have required constant micromanaging every single second of my my every single second I breathed basically in that game um, to keep him on board as an ally and replacing him with Matt was critical to my game and critical to why I got to the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, the three of you. Did you ever have an alliance name? I feel like that was like the one major alliance. No, we didn't. Yeah, Yeah. we're the only alliance that never had a name. So me, Jerry, and Stevie were the old boys, but uh, we never got a replacement name for Maddie. We just became the vigilantes, I think. Yeah, well, I feel like it's difficult because you were such a dominant alliance and it was so pivotal to the end of the game and it never had a name for us to talk about. But in in your jury villa, it was interesting to hear your perspective. You say from a social perspective, you wrote for Liz, like you have that really tight bond with her and then you're really impressed with Jerry strategically. So what were you seeing from both of them in the game that would kind of outline that duality for us? Um, I think I also said this in the jury villa. I'm not sure if it made it to the episode, but I have seen it. So... Um, the players, um, they didn't really rate Jerry's game, if we're going to be honest. Uh, but I knew that Jerry was critical to every single decision that I made. And it wasn't a case of me telling Jerry what to do and then Jerry didn't. Um, I turned to Jerry for advice and I, I I listened to his advice sometimes, sometimes I didn't. And I like how you um, make a joke about me going to Haley for a second opinion on the Shawnee move. Uh, but this is how it worked. Um, I turned to Jerry for advice. Um, people interpreted that as me telling Jerry what to do, but Jerry then told Matt what to do. I never turned to Matt for advice because there was no advice to receive from him. I know it sounds harsh saying it. So um, in the relationship of the pawns, to use Simon's analogy, if Jerry was my pawn, then Matt was Jerry's pawn. And um, I, I thought it would be a choice between Jerry and Liz at that final tribal council. Um, I was very close to both of them. Um, it was very hard socially for me to split it, um, but I wanted to give every player there the chance to um, explain what they did in the game. Um, Liz did that superbly at the final tribal council, and she won my vote on the night because it was legitimately up for grabs. And I would have been willing to vote for Matt. I would have, but um, he he couldn't explain a single move, basically. What was the vibe that you were getting in like the small amount of time that you were at Jury Villa? Like, did it feel like they were going in really strong on Liz? Did it feel like they were kind of open and that really strong performance kind of pushed them or maybe just pushed them more in a direction? Or did you like, did you feel this was an open jury from your perspective? I think it was an open jury. So when I got there that night, it became clear that a lot of people were toing and froing between Liz and Matt. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think. Um, players leave the game at certain points in time and then they have a certain perception of other players based on what happened. And um, I I basically wanted to put all the facts on the table in terms of how all of my moves happened, um, like uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a level um, where they could understand what Jerry's role was in them. Um, but I, I also wanted them to basically consider all three candidates rather than just Matt or Liz. So when I walk into that final tribal council, um, I my question was solely based on um, giving the players the opportunity to explain their game. And yes, their games were all inherently tied to me and they all got to the end because we worked together. Um, but Matt couldn't explain what he did without me because the reality was, Shannon, he did nothing without me um, and Liz did. 
And I think when the other players heard that at that final tribal council, it was probably done and dusted right there. Yeah, I'm interested in your relationship with Liz because we see it like with mostly you and Shawnee to begin with. And I know that you're the Spice Girls, but you and Shawnee being like the main characters mm. with Simon at that point, I feel like that was what was focused on. And we really saw more of your bond with Liz when Shawnee gets voted out despite her sadness about that. So you, you know, to, mm. to say that she was like your main social connection that you would vote for her as a friend first, like, can you explain when that developed and how that developed with her? I think Liz was one of the first people I spoke to on day one. And we had this um, sleeping arrangement on day one, which was myself, Liz, Anjali, Jackie, and Shoni. So was I closer to Shoni or Liz? I was closer to Liz um, from the very beginning. Um, Liz is very similar to me um, in terms of cultural background. Um, we're both Eastern European, so we share kind of like similar life values and goals and family experiences. And it's very easy to bond with someone in the game of Survivor if you've got things in common. Um, and with Shawnee, I think it was always more of a, like a, a business relationship. Um, so I felt like I was close to Shawnee on a personal level, but I also knew that Shawnee was using me. And, um, when you, when you have, um, uh, when, when you, when people talk social game, and I think Haley kind of explained this in, in her exit and Simon as well. Um, Jerry and Matt never felt used by me. They felt empowered. I built their capacity. They felt like they, they were equal players. Um, but I didn't feel like that with Shawnee. Um, and it, if, if I had to split up the shares, I was never in a million years going to vote out Liz. Um, I was going to vote off Shawnee because the only result of doing that was Liz just came back into the fold and we could keep moving forward together. Yeah, and we're definitely going to get more insights. So this is like a teaser for the deep dive that's coming. I feel like we're going to talk through all those moves um, to come on the deep dive and no point kind of getting into it now from like the top mm. level stuff that we're talking about. So I just have some broader questions. So many moves this season. I'm sure I asked you this last season as well of what you think your best move was of this season. Um, I think my favorite was the episode seven tribal council just because of how fun it was. Um, how unexpected it was. And um, from that moment onwards, I was in complete control of the game. Um, I took control of the villains tribe. I put myself in a position going back into camp where I could not get voted off in any single permutation. Um, I was in a strong block of three with Shani and Liz, and I destroyed any future working relationship between Geordie and, uh, Geordie and Stevie, Geordie and Simon and Stevie and Simon. And, um, it was the greatest tribal council ever, as everyone calls it. I know it broke the internet in the US and um, that was my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like even on the top level stuff, we have to mention Simon and the rivalry and how it progressed. Simon's because fantastic. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, in your la in his last episode, you really throw him like a real bone in terms of like voting on what could have been a 3-2-1 and what seems like he would have won out on um, in his mm. last episode if Nina didn't kind of get spooked by what Jerry was doing at that tribal council. What's the thinking through that? And how does the relationship get to a point where you're actually giving him an out after everything for Simon? Because when you kind of deal with someone, Shannon, it has to work for them, not just you. And otherwise, there's no point. So Simon couldn't get cut through in the game because he would walk up to Jerry and Matt to tell them what to do. And it was never in their best interest. But when I walk up with a plan that A, protects myself, so it's in my best interest that it happens, but B, gives Simon what he craves more than anything in the game, agency, it can allow him to go to Nina to deceive her so she votes for me. 
um, then that's a great thing for Simon because then that's something that Simon can claim at a final tribal council. And then I think you might have pointed it out. Yes, it gave Simon basically, it, it gave him control, it gave him power. Um, so he, he, he did what he needed to do. He convinced Nina to vote for me. He was never voting for me. Um, and um, at that tribal council, um, it was um, it, it, it was a really good one, yeah. But I think the, the issue for me the first time was um, it, Matt, I could see, was drifting away. So I don't hear Matt thinking about voting me off, like you said, at the last, at the final tribal council. Um, but Matt never told me about the $60,000. And from that moment onwards, I, I was um, questioning um, Matt's kind of like um, – motive in the game um because matt was a fan um he was just always likely to take the safest route possible for him which is what ended up uh, um, taking him right to the end um but i had to start excluding um matt from certain kind of like moves because if he's not telling me everything i can't tell him everything that was like the Haley move for instance um so when it when it when i see matt constantly talking to Nina, when I see Matt constantly talking to Simon and they're whispering at that tribal, um, I do have to go into defensive mode. And I tell myself in the event that Nina has an idol, she's not playing it because she thinks that Simon's going home or she would have thought I was going home. Um, but changing the votes of myself and Liz to Nina um, made sure that I was safe. Um, and then just in case something um, went bad with Matt, um, Simon and Nina, it would have sent me to fire rather than sending me out. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got to be cautious in this game where everyone talks every episode about getting you out and we hear it. So 100%, you've got to, you know, keep it, keep it cautious. But George, we're going to have so many conversations, so such a long conversation and probably several conversations about this. And, you know, I know that Rob is going to want to chat to you as well. So I'm sure we will do a lot more on the podcast. But I guess last question is, is there like a, you know, other than the best movie being episode seven, was there like a experience highlight that, you know, you tick so much off the bucket list in your first season? Is there something that really stands out that was incredible about this season? Uh, for me, I think it was my, um, my changed attitude to challenges. So winning that endurance challenge in the KFC was fantastic. But um, I, if I went to the final tribal council, I would have said very minimal. I would have, uh, everybody knew what I did there, but I would have highlighted um, my proudest moment. And that was at the Heroes um, final immunity challenge when we were holding up those sandbags and you had Shawnee and Flick going, oh, let's just drop it and there's no point, we've lost. And I was the one holding up two sandbags for nearly 20 minutes going, we're going to keep going till our arms fall off. And that was the biggest kind of like shift from Outback George that would have just gone, oh, screw it. Let's just get back to camp and vote someone out. Um, and myself in Samoa where I always gave it my all no matter what. So um, I think I was really proud of, of that. Um, I played the entire game um, with an injury. Um, which also hampered my um, challenge performance, which was upsetting given the amount of effort I went into um, pre-game to just get my body in uh, better condition. Um, but despite my, um, despite the injuries that I had, um, I thought I did great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I miss the guy who would sit down in challenges. I understand him more than this new and improved George <laughs> who cares about the challenges. Like, that's not the deal that we made, but 
No, you know that, you know, how much love I have for you, George, and how proud I am of you. You have been sensational in every possible way. I can't wait to talk through it more, but thank you for what you gave to the season. It is unbelievable and it will be so memorable for so long or because of you. So thank you so much. Super, super proud of you and can't wait to chat more about it. Thanks, Shannon. Talk soon and thanks for everything. Bye. There you have it, everyone. Hope that you enjoyed those insights and those conversations with Liz and with George. It was great to talk to them. And obviously, I do hope to talk more with them. I will say this now that the deep dive with George is booked. It will be out this weekend. It will probably be pretty long. So this was just a taste of what's to come. And if you enjoyed that, then definitely, you know, check out the George deep dive and hopefully all the ones that we're going to do after that as well. But this has been part one of the finale exit interviews. As I said at the top of the show, Matt and Jerry are still to come. Definitely going to have those conversations as well and get that out as soon as I possibly can to you talking tribal recap check-ins coming you've heard it all from me but keep an eye on the feed subscribe to the international survivor hap-ups feed follow me at shannon gates i will post all of this content so you know you're not missing anything because i know that it's a lot but i appreciate you all for listening for being here for being on what is truly a wild ride this journey has been amazing but thank you all so much again and i will see you on the next podcast bye australian Survivor. Survivor. 21 South Africans. 12 ordinary Australians. 16 New Zealanders. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.